meeting today. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, the God life, in John 10, 10, it says the thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Life in abundance. And the Amplified said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life. Abundant life. You know, to the top, till it overflows. An overflowing life. And that life that he's talking about there is not just an existence. It's not just inhaling and exhaling. The the Greek word there for life is zoe, Z-O-E. And it's God's life, or life as God has it. I'm telling you that the life that God has plan for you is so radically different from just the mere human existence. Now, it's, it's not separation from death or separation from sorrow. It's not, it's not the absence of chaos, but we have more life than death. We have more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. God, the God life, I'm telling you, the God life is awesome. He's right in the middle of a, of a, of a storm, you know, you, you've got more peace than chaos. Remember Jesus when, when they went to him in the middle of the storm and to tell him, hey, we're all going to die here. What was he doing? He was napping. Talking, you know, well, he, he, and, you know, he had the same storm they did, but he, his perspective was quite a bit different. Hello, somebody. You know, I, I don't want you to think that what I'm telling you is that you're never going to have another problem. But what I'm telling you is that in every single problem you ever have, you will be equipped to overcome that you'll have what it takes to humiliate hell right in the middle of it. And you, you, can, just, you can just lay back and rest and trust in God. And, and if you'll hear God, trust God, and obey God, I'm telling you that God's going to take you to, a, to an amazing place in your life. And, you know, what we have to do is we have to stop trying to be God. Come on, a lot of us, we got our hands all over everything, and then we say that we're trusting God. You laying awake at night figuring out how you can mess it up again tomorrow. Hello. And that's not the life God has for you. It's not, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, our thinking is so messed up. We think that if we have peace that we just disengage. No, you do what God says. This is not for sissies. Because God's going to tell you to do stuff you don't understand. Right? There is a peace that passes all understanding. (laughs) So there's a position that God's going to lead you into. You ain't even going to understand why you're there. It ain't going to make any sense to you. Well, remember one of the writers in the book, he said, you are God in heaven. I am here on earth. So let my words be few. What he said was, "You're, you're God, big picture. I'm here, no clue. So let's just go with your plan. And how you know that, that's a great idea. It's not easily applied. Because we're under the impression, you know, because of because of our because of our corrupted state that, that, that we are in, we are we our thinking so messed up. Hello? I, I said our thinking's messed up. Look at somebody tell them you you your thinking's messed up. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, I've renewed my mind. You ain't ever going to be done with that. By the time you think you got it, God speaks, and you go, whoops. But, but what we have to do is that we, we have to get out of that old corrupted nature and, and embrace, become a real partaker of the divine nature that God has given us 
in relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, check this verse out. This is one everybody knows, I'm sure. Uh, if you don't have this one down, get it. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Therefore, if anyone, say anyone. anyone. Oh, come on, say anyone. anyone. Amen. If anyone, I think anyone probably includes you. It just sounds like it's anyone. If anyone's in Christ, yeah, but I, I, you know, I'm still struggling. If anyone is in Christ, well, I've made a lot of big mistakes. If anyone, it doesn't say if anyone except losers. Well, isn't that what the enemy tries to tell you, that you're a loser? That, you know, you ain't ever going to get this together. You've had this problem and yada, 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 and you keep fighting it and you keep dealing with it and you keep struggling. And you, no, this says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I think the Amplified Bible says a, a new species altogether. If anyone is in Christ, he's, rat, he's, been, he's transformed. Old things passed away. Behold, that word means stop, focus, and see this correctly. All things, all things, all things have become new. Fresh and new. Hello, fresh and new. If anyone's in Christ, do I have anybody in Christ today in the room? Well, if you're in Christ, you're new. Well, how come ain't nothing changed? Well, because he's talking about your spirit. You have a new spirit, a recreated spirit, recreated in the image of Christ. Can I tell you today that if you're born again, your spirit don't have no flaw. Your spirit ain't got no weakness. Your spirit ain't got no poverty. Your spirit ain't got no sickness. Your spirit ain't made no mistakes. Your spirit is the same as his spirit. Now, what happened to my amen? Well, we struggle with that because of the behavior that we see ourselves performing. And so we, we think, well, there must be something wrong with me because if I've been, I've been born again, but yet I ain't seeing anything new. Well, that's because you're still being led by your flesh instead of learning to be led by your spirit. The man is a tripart being, right? We all know this, right? That a man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul, your thinker, your chooser, the, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. And he dwells in a body. But through the corrupted nature, what, what happened is, is that the old man allowed the body to rule the roost. But when you get born again, God says, I don't want you living, being led by the flesh. I want you to be led by the spirit. For as many as are led by the spirit, those are the sons of God. And you'll remember that in, in the Greek, there's two different words for sons that we've, we've looked at in the past. One is technon, one is weos. Technon is, is kind of where we get our English word technical. It's uh, uh, you are son by mere fact of childbirth. You're just, you're, you're a son of God. But, the, but weos is a son who displays the characteristics of his father. And in Romans, when he said, as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. He said, these are the weos. These are the mature sons of God who display the character of their father. 
if you're led by the Spirit. He didn't say if you're not led by the Spirit, you're not a son. He just said you, you might be a technon, but you're not weos. And what we want to do is we want to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. That's another reason why you got to have the Word of God because that's how the Spirit of God is going to lead you because you're never going to do, ever do anything contrary to the Word. They work in union together. And you, you, you got to understand that if you are in Christ, your spirit has been made perfect. And the enemy is, is wanting to uh, get you to live being led by your flesh. And it's, it's difficult for us because we've spent our entire existence being manipulated and controlled by circumstantial situations, by the way we feel about things. We, we, you know, and the way we think, well, see your spirit's perfect, but you have to, your soul, right? Uh, James said, receive with meekness, the engrafted word of God, which has the power to save your soul. Well, I thought I was saved. Your spirit's alive, but now you, you got to go to work on your soul. And, the, and that's the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. How do I do that? By renewing your mind. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove to yourself the perfect, acceptable, the good will that God has for your life. So you, you, you have to renew your mind. That's kind of what we're doing here today, isn't it? You know, we're, we're coming in and we're receiving the word of God with meekness so that it has the power to change the way we think. If God's word isn't changing how you think it right now, I mean, in areas of your life right now, if you're not, you know, just grappling with thoughts and processes, and well, then you ain't in the word enough. You know, over the next several weeks, we are going to, we're going to be attacking some stuff in the way we think and the way we feel and the way we make our choices, and we're going to be dealing with our, our, our true identity because there's too many people that you're connected to God life, but you ain't seeing none of it. This is actually good news, folks. You're looking at me like, oh, well, that's just your flesh. That, that old corrupted flesh that's saying, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. I, I like it the way it is. I like it the way it is. If, if I start renewing my mind, I'm going to lose all of my excuses. <laughs> no, we want you walking in God life. We want you having victory regardless of the circumstance. We want you to learn to not identify with behavior or with situations, but learn to build your identity in Christ. Hello, somebody. You know, uh, we're all messed up because, well, when we were born, how many of you were born? Most of us. We got a few of them that weren't. We'd like to see you after service. <laughs> when we were born, we were born spiritually dead. And we were born in Adam. Okay, it's important that you get this. We were born in Adam. We arrived on this planet in a spiritual location. I think a lot of times we think about a spiritual condition. Your spirit is perfect. But you arrived in a spiritual location, and God's got to get you out of where you were and into where you are, and then we got to get aware of where we at. You were born in Adam, but when you're born again, you are now in Christ. And everything changes. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam all die, all experience death, all there is in Adam is death. Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of 
death. But in Christ shall all be made alive. See, it's what God's doing is changing your spiritual location. He is taking you out of Adam. And, well, I shouldn't say it that way. He took you. If, if, when you're born again, you, pray, you know, well, how does that work? Ask God. But when you, when you accept Christ, he, he doesn't renovate the old man. He eliminates it. And all of a sudden, you are in Christ. Done deal. Everybody say, done deal. If any man is in Christ, he's new. Brand new, squeaky clean. Okay? Heaven ready. If you're in Christ, there shouldn't be any more question about whether or not you're going to heaven. You know, don't, you know it's crazy because the, the devil will lie to you. And he'll tell you that, well, you're just a nasty sinner. That's all you are. You're just a nasty sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. You can't be both. You're either a sinner or you saved by grace. And if you're in Christ, you're new. Yeah, but I'm still sinning. Yeah, we know. Look at your neighbor and say, everybody knows. <laughs> it, it ain't no big secret, dude. We've seen you on the highway, down at the mall, out clubbing. Well, wait a minute. You, you know what's crazy is that church people <laughs> don't know the difference between a sinner and sinning. They think a sinner is somebody who is sinning. So if you're sinning, you must be a sinner. But actions don't determine your identity. Now, I'm not, I'm not, uh, and just so you understand this, I'm not advocating, oh, just do whatever you want then. No, 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 no. We'll get to that in a minute. But sinning does not determine whether you are a sinner or not because a sinner is not a sinner because he's been sinning. A sinner is a sinner because of his nature. His sin nature makes him a sinner. But if you are in Christ, you ain't got a sin nature no more. You have divine nature. So you ain't a sinner. You're saved. And I, I can tell you, I, you know, every once in a while you'll be teaching something and you can just feel the presence of God and it's just like, okay, we on it. We on it. Because the enemy's been defeating a lot of you because, you, because you're, you're, defi- you're, you're allowing your, your bad behavior to define your identity. And you're saying that, well, because I'm over here living this way, then, then that, you know, that's, that's you know, we, we identify, we're crazy. We identify with stuff. Everything except Christ. You know, you identify with your with the Seahawks. 
You buy their sticker and put it on the car. You, you, know, you, 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 know, you buy the popcorn bucket that says Seahawk on it. You, you identify, you are a Seahawk. In, in reality, are you? No, you're a consumer, right? You know, on Super Bowl Sunday, it's crazy. Super Bowl Sunday, there's 120,000 people in desperate need of exercise watching 22 people in desperate need of rest. And we have identified with one of them teams. And we, it, what you need to learn to do is how to identify with Christ. And, and, and you, you need to understand that because of my new nature, I, I am, I'm not a sinner. I'm not going to identify with behavior. Uh, well, if I change my behavior, and, and that's what we've done in church is that we've tried, we've ended up uh, uh, trying to make church a behavior modification program. Right? That I, I'm, coming, I'm coming to church to improve my behavior. But unless you change your identity, your behavior ain't ever going to change, not, not on a sustained basis. Because your behavior will always line up with your identity. Matter of fact, when, when you're raising the kids, you know, uh, you, need to, you, need to have the, you need to use this as you raise your children because you need to be able to sit your kid down. You know, you don't want to just come in and say, you are a fool. I mean, that's what you want to say. And a few times I probably did that. But, what, what, you know, what's effective is to sit the kid down and say, wait a minute. That's not you. You're not a liar. You're not a thief. You're not a drug dealer. You go up in your room, you're taking time out. And I want you to think about who you are. And when you come down them stairs, you tell me who you are. Because who you are don't do the stuff that you've been doing. And if you can ever get them to embrace their identity, they'll begin to operate their behavior will line up with their identity and that you know that that's the that's the attack that satan used against both adam and jesus the the very first attack he used against either one of them was attacking their identity in matthew 4 he came to jesus and he said if you're really the son of god and, and he goes after that identity why because if he can get you to disconnect from who you really are he can end up changing the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. And, and you, know, it, it, you know that the way you think impacts the way you feel, and the way you feel impacts the choices you make, and the choices you make determine the actions you perform. The actions you perform determine the habits that you create. The habit de defines your character, and your character ties you to an end result. So if the enemy can get you to identify with somebody you ain't, he can get you to live a lifestyle that's not yours. My God, somebody. I said, if the enemy can get you to identify with somebody that you're not, he can tie you to a lifestyle that's not yours. You're supposed to be walking in victory. Again, this is not the absence of trouble. It's just trouble don't define my actions. My identity does. And you can do anything you want but my end ain't going to change because God declared my end at the beginning. So you and the devil, the whole world can work against me, but as long as I remain in Christ, 
The end that he declared over me at the beginning is going to be the end that I experience. Why? Because I'm in Christ. You know, if I take this flyer and put it inside this book, and then I FedEx this book to China, where does the flyer go? Some of you look at me like, is it a trick? No, it's going to China. <laughs> you know, if I, if I take this book and I throw it into the swimming pool, where does the flyer go? What happens to it? It gets wet. So whatever happens to the book becomes the experience of the thing that's in the book. Oh, man, i, I got to get you to get this. Because if you are in Christ, whatever happened to Christ becomes your experience. They nailed him to a tree, put him in a hole in the ground, and three days later, he, he rose. And if you are in Christ, Christ not only changed your future, he changed your past. And now, now you can say, thank you, Jesus, because I can identify with your death. And I identify with your burial. And I identify with your resurrection. And because God even goes so far that says, if you're in Christ, I'll tell you your future, you're seated in heavenly places. Man, I don't know about you, but right now I'm just about ready to lose it. Where was I? What was I talking about? Nobody knows. What? Nobody really knows where I was. I don't either. His experience is your experience. You are, you are suddenly, you know, the enemy's trying to remind you of all this stuff that you've done. And you can just tell him, hey, that wasn't me. That was that old me. And when you find yourself, if, if, you know, as you're renewing your mind and you find yourself doing, how many, and you don't have to respond, just think about it. How many of you have found yourself doing stuff you don't want to do? But there you are right in the middle of doing it. And, you're, and, 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 and you, know, uh, you know, I don't know if we've got any golfers in here, but when, you get, when, when you're in a swing and, you're, uh, you know, if, if the swing's off, the ball ain't going to fly right. And in the middle of the swing, you can, you can know this ain't going to work. You just know it. You can tell. And, you, and you'd think, well, why didn't you just stop? Because you can't. Sometimes in life, and our actions have us moving in a direction, and right in the middle of it, we're going, wait a minute. This ain't right. And immediately, the enemy jumps on it and starts pointing at you and hitting you in the chest. Saying, see, 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 you are a loser. But you just have to say, wait a minute. That ain't me. That... Uh, that ain't me. I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, to work on this thing. You know, the Bible, you know, it, it talks about buffeting your body. I know some of us thought that said buffeting, but it, no, it's buff, buffeting. And uh, we, I'm bringing my body under subjection. And why? Because it's still doing stuff that the old guy, why? Because it's a war. Well, yeah, but, I, you know, uh, I can't be expected to be perfect. Well, your spirit's perfect. I mean, just think about it. If you can identify with your recreated spirit, if you can identify, I am in Christ, and it begins to change the way you think. But you can't, you can't be justifying the, the things that are wrong in your life. You're supposed to be addressing those things. 
Come on, guys. You, you know, uh, I think that's why a bunch of us are afraid to really dive in and get into the word because we get into the word, our entire lifestyle is going to change. Yeah, but for the better. And the end result's going to be crazy good. But, but I'm under grace. Grace is not an excuse to live less than the best life God has for you. It's just so irritating that people want to use grace as an excuse for, for, for their bad behavior. I'm under grace. No, you're not. If you were under grace, if you were underwater, would you not be wet? I mean, like completely? Why? Because you're underwater. You know, if you're standing in a puddle, that ain't underwater. That's standing in a puddle. But if you're underwater, That was cool, wasn't it? That was cool. Wow. (laughs) Wouldn't it be weird if I finished the message like that? And so, therefore, deal with superfluity of godliness. Okay. Okay. If you're under grace, grace is not an excuse for you to live foolishly. Grace is an empowerment to overcome foolishness. And so if you were under grace, you'd be saturated with the ability to overcome sin. And really, when we're under grace, we're no longer struggling with sin. We're demonstrating Satan's defeat. Why? Because we've been empowered by God to live the life that he's called us to live. My God, guys, this is so vital that we get this. Man, don't let the enemy talk you out of the life that God's called you to. Jesus did not go to the cross, get nailed there, suffer, bleed, and die, go to the grave, be resurrected from the dead so that you could live a normal life. He came to connect you to to an amazing, an amazing existence where you are literally driving hell crazy every day of your life. You have authority. You have power, but it's in your new identity. It ain't in the old guy. And, and the opposite's true, too, you know, because, you know, because of what we've done at church, what religion says, you know, uh, and religion says, well, you know, if you stop doing the bad stuff and we all go to work on, on trying to modify our behavior, but, our, but we're still identified with the old man. And, and, and it says, you know, what you got to do is you just got to get better. You got to be better. You got to work on being better. And, you know, you know what you got to do, you got to jump. And so you start jumping. And then they say, no, you got to jump higher than that. And so you're jumping higher. And they're well, that ain't really working. How come it ain't working? Well, I don't know. What are you doing when you jump? Well, I'm praying when I jump. How long are you praying when you jump? I'm praying half an hour. Oh, you got to pray an hour when you jump. And so you start jumping high as you can. You're praying an hour, and it still ain't working. How come I'm jumping as high as I can? I'm praying an hour. Are you praying in tongues when you jump? Well, yes, I am praying in tongues. How do you pray in tongues? I pray. No, you got to do. And so, and so you got you, you to get this thing right. And, and I know what your problem is. Are you giving? Yeah, I'm giving. What are you giving? Give them $2.50. Well, $2.50 ain't enough to get what you need. You need a breakthrough. And, and we go through all this religion stuff. And you get. Just as good as you can get, you squeaky clean. You're still spiritually dead. Because it's not about your behavior, it's about your location. 
then you are born again, but you're living like somebody who's spiritually dead. Why? Well, because you're seated in heavenly places, but you ain't taking your seat yet. Ever been to a big stadium, you know, ball game or something like that, and there's thousands of seats there. You're wandering around looking at all the vendors. Somebody runs into you. You're in line at the beer thing. (laughs) Oh, God, they're from church. Where are you seated? Section K, row 7, seat 14. Well, are you there? No. You're down at the vendor. You're getting donuts. Well, I thought you were seated up there. I am. What are you doing out here? I have no idea. You know you're missing the game? Has it started? I've been in line for 14 hours. <laughs> Guys, the game's on. You wander around the vendors. You're seated. You just ain't in your seat. So what's taking place, you haven't got a clue. You still identifying with the fact, well, I shouldn't go up there just yet because I'm really not game ready. I can't get in the game because, you know, we all go, yeah, we know. I'm not walking in health. Why aren't you? Well, because, because I'm sick. I, I, I want to look at a couple of verses real fast. Look at 1 John 4, 7. Let's go to 4, 7. 1 John 4, 7. Beloved. Well, let's stop right there for a minute. How about be loved? Would you just let God love you? Would you just stop allowing the enemy to use what you've done to impact how you allow God to love you? You know, and, and church, would we, would we please, could, could we please stop using what people have done against them? Could, could we please stop that? Because we're participating with the accuser of the brethren right there. Can we just stop that? Can we just be loved and let us love one another? For love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. Look at somebody tell them, I am born of God. Look at verse uh, 17. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Check this out. Because as he is, so are we in this world. I, you know, here's the scripture that you should take this week and, and give thought and study to so that it can produce virtue and knowledge back in your life. You need to meditate it. You need to read it and repeat it and 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 then sit down and be quiet and let the Holy Spirit talk to you. Because as he is, so are we. Notice they don't say, so shall we be. When we all get to heaven. 
No, it says, as he is, so are we right now. In this world, as he is, your spirit, man, is perfect. As he is, so are we right now. Right now. Right now. Look at your neighbor and say, right now. We need to embrace the reality that we are right now in a perfect condition in our spirit. And we need to, we need to identify with Christ so that we can renew our mind and eventually our actions will begin to line up with who we are. And we need to understand that this body, man, it's struggling. It's wanting to go back to the old nature because it's known it its entire life. You ain't got to do nothing for that old nature to be present. I think the Bible says that, you know, when I do well, evil is with me. It's just right there. But if you can renew your mind. If you can understand it, no, I'm operating, you know what? I'm operating from a new location, from a new location. It won't be long until, you know what, the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you a little something, one more thing about grace. Grace will teach you how to live righteous. Grace will teach you how to live pure. You'll, you'll, You'll find yourself doing stuff that you've always done, and something on the inside will go, Ew. That's nasty. And you'll just slowly begin to back away. And all the other names fade away. All the other names fade away. Till there's only you. What does that mean? That's what we're talking about. Jesus, take your place. I want to identify with Christ. Maybe you're here today. Maybe what you've done, maybe your entire Christian experience has been an effort to live better, act better, choose better. But every time you turn around, it's it's still empty. You know, the only way, the only way to identify correctly with Christ, the Bible says you must be born again. And I think I, think I know people who have been in church for years, that, and you just hung around long enough to learn the vernacular. You know, you, 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 you might have, uh, I don't know, give food to the hungry, built homes for the homeless, dug wells for the nations, and you walking around barefoot. Still, the spirit man, dead as a doornail. Well, today, you shouldn't leave this room in that condition. I, I, think, I think some of us were under the impression we're born again. Maybe it's time to get born again again so that we can settle this thing once and for all. The enemy's just got too much ammo on you. You know, too much info, and he's just beating the tar out of you every day. Why don't you just say, God, today I commit my life to you. 
And the new man's going to stand up. And I'm going to start identifying with my new man. Because I'm going to go kick some devil butt. I want you, I want you to close your book, bow your head, and we're going to pray a prayer together today before we leave. And if you're in this room, you say, you know what, Pastor?